Hello and welcome to the Family Five Podcast with Ivy Law Group, where we will tackle the tough family law issues and the time it takes you to drink your coffee. I'm Jessica Hamilton. I'm the Marketing Manager for Ivy Law Group and I'm joined by my boss, Shane Neagle, who is the Director of Ivy Law Group and the Family Lawyer Extraordinaire. In this podcast, we will take a five in five approach, five questions in five minutes. Our aim is to keep the podcast light, easy to understand, and to give you some valuable information to take away with you. Shane, how are you today? I'm awesome, thank you. How are you going, Jess? Yeah, pretty good, pretty good. All right. So, episode four. So, today we're going to be talking about financial abuse, but it's something that is not well known to people. So, I guess to start off with, maybe we just look at what is abuse in a relationship in general. We've been speaking last week and the week before about healthy relationships and that one thing that can feature in relationships with people is around narcissism. Of course, abuse ranges originally many, many decades ago around physical and sexual abuse, but now we've learned so much over the years about emotional and uh, different psychological abuses that are out there, including something that's been presenting over the last few years called gaslighting when the bully or abuser misleads what they call the target and creating a false narrative and making their um, question their judgments and reality. So financial abuse, it's something that I guess people are not really aware of or maybe they're not aware that they're a victim. So in layman's terms, what is financial abuse? Here you go. It's um, one partner being coercive and deceiving or controlling such that you feel denied of, and I'm sorry about this, but your autonomy, financial autonomy or financial independence. So if we're going to look at an example, what if a couple have a shared credit card, one person is spending a lot of money on that credit card, and the other person is then questioning all those purchases. You know, Why did you buy this? Why did you buy that? It's really expensive. Is that financial abuse? We've spoken about this where we've always said we're not the arbiter of happiness. No, we are not. So there's all different types of sizes and shapes and relationships. And some of them are born out of culture where sometimes it's not unusual for one person to be the financial controller. Where it's probably bordering into unhealthy is where the person doesn't have a say at all. And that happens a lot. We've had a client who didn't know that the husband owned three different properties, two commercial businesses and had shareholdings here, there and everywhere and was lied to throughout the relationship. And I suppose that's the key factor where there's deception. Now, with the credit card example, I suppose it's when it's done secretively and I imagine it starts to become abusive if the person's entering into, for example, the credit card without the other person knowing. To say that there's a black and white rule about it's pretty hard because all relationships differ. But if you felt uncomfortable and it was unfair, it's a possible chance this could be financially abusive. So I guess in terms of financial abuse, it could be either you're trying to control, have complete control over the finances and limiting someone else from spending money. Or it could also be that you are being secretive about the money that you spend and not telling your partner. Correcto mundo. Correcto mundo. So then how would you know if you are a victim of financial abuse? Some of the signs would include that a person's using or accessing your money, which is in your account without permission. Taking your funds with a credit card is one example. Accumulating a bad credit history. 
using your identity, borrowing money without paying it back, asking for you to disclose passwords to your bank accounts. What about if they signed an important legal document in your name? Um, Well, that one's actually leaning over into what we call fraud, (laughs) but that's a classic example of what often happens. So what could you do to protect yourself then if you think your partner is being financially abusive and you either want to leave or you just want to make sure that you are aware of your own financial autonomy? What could you do? There's a concept called coercive control and uh, is a formulation of all those things about abuse. Now, the reason I raise that is a classic example in my uh, experience has been a client who had a former spouse living overseas who had been financially, verbally, emotionally abusive throughout the relationship, who was having a lifetime view of her bank account, which include her going through tolls and would text her repeatedly and abusing her about her using tolls where she was the main breadwinner back here in Australia and where they had assets were something like five to six million dollars it was off the charts in terms of abuse what i wanted to add there is when i put it to her that this was really in my view really serious it really was and she was numb to that and that's what ends up happening a lot of the time so what could you do to protect yourself then one part of coercive control is people try to isolate you from family and friends and I would say one of the best things that you can do, and I know it can be difficult, to keep trying to maintain those relationships. If not, try to read widely about these topics. What's really important is to go speak to people in the profession, but also in particularly with lawyers who can explain to you that this is what the law is and where the behaviour is, where it stacks up in terms of what's socially and legally acceptable. All right, so we're at time now. So just to lighten the mood a little bit, Give us your best dad joke, Shane. And we'll let her do two. Sure. Um, did you hear about the first restaurant to open on the moon? It had great food, but no atmosphere. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> oh. All right, next one. <laughs> two windmills are standing on a wind farm. One asks, what's your favourite kind of music? The other goes, I'm a big metal fan. <laughs> Bye. Thanks for tuning in and don't forget to save us to your favourites wherever you listen to your podcast so that you don't miss an episode. It's important to note that the contents of this podcast are intended as a general guide to the subject matter and if you are looking for specific advice about your individual circumstances, then we would recommend getting in touch with one of our friendly family lawyers.